Yo, is this thing on? What up, y'all? Welcome back to the Alt Spread Podcast, episode 56. Didn't know what it was last time. Ended up being 55. We're in the, what'd you say, quarterfinals of the NFL playoffs. I don't even like saying it like that. We're down to the final eight teams in the The, NFL playoffs. The division round. The divisional round. Don't mean to toot my own horn, but what a fucking week last week was after what I thought would be an abysmal Saturday in terms of actually bets placed. Turned into one of my better betting weekends of the entire year. Boys sharp. What can you say? I said last episode, if you pay attention to the Twitter bio, I'm giving out winners in terms of units. Well, that continues to happen. Bob, you keep giving out losers. I know. The shade. I We're working to. on it. We're working on it. We're trying to – we got a problem in the internal part of the system. We're trying to fix it. <laughs> Just all, all internal. But we got the uh, four games this weekend, two Saturday, two Sunday. Going to break it all down. Uh, I have the most insane parlay I've ever made. Breaking down touchdown scores and odds between uh, different sports books and what you can pick up here and there. And then smaller bets, smaller parlays, just fun shit. Basically, anything and everything talking the four games this weekend. We'll break down last week as well, kind of give reactions. But without further ado, let's just jump into everything we got for this upcoming weekend. Let's go. Alrighty, so starting off last weekend, we can break down the games. Uh, your boy was sharp as fuck, six and zero on money lines, five and one against the spread. Only lost the Steelers because I'm a Steelers fan and didn't want to bet the, against them, but I knew they fucking sucked, so I should have. But uh, first game was Raiders Bengals. Line seemed weird. I thought maybe the taking the Bengals minus six would have been just hype and us wanting him to win. Uh, they them not hitting their team total over 27 and a half was an absolute fucking tragedy. Uh, you even said it yourself. I was on it. I thought it was fucking cash when we got to halftime and they had what 20 points. The halftime over under was 57 and a half. Yeah, they had 20 points at half, scored six points in the second half. And it was just really frustrating that they kept, even in the first half, they kept getting inside the 20, settled for two field goals inside the 20. And then, I mean, they kicked a 31-yard field goal, which is from, like, the 13, a 30, which is, like, from the fucking 12, a 43, which is from the 25, and a 28, which is from the 10. I mean, the 28, they had to do it to go up 10, so it made sense. But very frustrating that team total didn't hit. But Burrow in his first playoff game, I mean, he diced it up with Chase. They had a really good game. Didn't have to do too much, honestly. The Raiders sucked. I mean, they didn't play very well. And we were both – we both had the Bengals, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, we both were riding with Burrow. Uh, couldn't – we were fading the Raiders. We both kind of had – in our final 14 rankings, we both had the Raiders towards the bottom of it, <clears throat> which I'm trying to pull up exactly – I had him at 12, I had Cincy at 10, so it just kind of made sense. And then moving to 
the Saturday night's game, we were both frustrated with the outcome. I had the Bills in every which way. Also, Josh Allen touchdown score. The Bills go out and score seven touchdowns, including like multiple inside the five, and none of them were Josh Allen runs, and it was very frustrating. As well as on top of that, you are a Pats fan. I had a, a rough Saturday. The Pats lose by 30 and get absolutely pooped on. I tried to turn it off at half, and then I started – the thoughts started creeping in my head. I saw 27 to 3, and I was like, wait, we've seen this before. <laughs> and I watched the last one because it was the Super Bowl, but turns out this one didn't quite end that way. Well, I started 2-0 Saturday. You were 1-1, one one, so I was thinking, damn, I could go 6-0 and and hit that massive parlay. <laughs> Moving through the first game, you had, you had the Eagles, right? Yes. And I had the Bucks, and the Eagles did not show up at all. 16 points, the game was not even that close. It was 31-0 heading into the fourth, and basically Tampa was doing everything to not lose any more players to injury. And it was just disgusting. Um, what I thought would be the most exciting game, which I would say it turned out to be, uh, Niners-Cowboys. I was on the Niners' money line and covering. I believe you had the Cowboys. I did have the Cowboys. They almost – they had a shot. Yeah, um, they covered, though, if they ended up scoring. but They, they fucked it up. Yeah. <laughs> and all the people making excuses. I mean, one play doesn't define a game. You also can't run the ball when you have 12 seconds left on the clock. Yeah, I blame nobody but the Cowboys. Exactly. <laughs> and if we're keeping score, that makes you one and three, and me four and oh. Try sorry to put salt in the wound. And we move to always, Sunday night. Where always I think gotta I, throw shade. <laughs> I ended up hedging my parlay. <coughs> I just lost faith. I mean, I wanted to make money regardless, because twenty twenty two is the year that I'm trying to, to make profit. Don't exactly. I mean, small gains is bigger than a big win and then losing it all over time. But <clears throat> ended up doing a little fade to the parlay, hedged with uh, the Chiefs, but originally had the Steelers. So first L, the Steelers suck. The Chiefs looked really good. What are you going to do about it? And I believe you had the Chiefs. I did have the Chiefs. So two and two and three and four and one. And then we both had the Rams, right? Yes. So, yeah, that Monday night game was just abysmal, but I needed over 41 and a half to cash out the parlay. Thank you, Matthew Prater, for hitting that field goal to hit 44, I believe it was. I went yeah. three and three. You make it sound like I went like 0 oh and 6. I mean, you started 1 and 3, though. Yeah, yeah, it was a rough Saturday and a rough start, and my parlay didn't hit. But three and three, it's a 50% clip. I ended up having quite the weekend that I thought I would. Uh, I ended up making, I don't know exactly, I think like 10 plus units. Love to fucking see it. And you're going to do. And you're going to completely flip around the script of what you had going so far this year. I am due. I feel plus. this week with four games. I mean, you don't have to worry about betting on six, just four. So you can spread out a little more plus, a little more plus odds on some uh, smaller bets. Not as much to worry about. 
Yeah. But if you, I mean, if you look at it like this, if I went three and three, I just needed one more win to go four and two, right? So right. that's four wins. There's four games this week. If I can just win the four, then I hit all of them. Well, yeah. So if so, what you're saying is, if you had won one more last week that you lost, then I would just have to repeat that, and then just have all of the four that you won be the four games this week. Yeah. 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 Okay. (laughs) I'm picking up what you're putting down. It makes sense. But honestly, I think with with six games, it's easy to kind of like get lost and not exactly love bets. I mean, granted, it's only six instead of like 16. But with four, you can break it down a little bit. You can get a little more cute with touchdown scores, with props, everything like that. It's so fucking easy to uh, – like we both did it last week. You did it with the Steelers. I did it with Tampa Bay. You have a take – all season that like Tampa Bay is unstoppable. And then the playoffs come around and you talk yourself into the other side. You're like, well, that's a lot of points. The Eagles could cover. Just go with your fucking pick the better team. I mean, I'm already seeing people saying that five and a half is too much this weekend for the Niners after saying eight and a half and 12 and a half was too much. And they just fucking got blown out. Four and a half is too much. Lose by 30. Um, fucking. <laughs> 12 and a half is too much. Lose by 21. Eight and a half is too much. Lose by 16. Four is too much. Cardinals lose by 23 and don't show up. So I think people are trying to get too cute. To be honest, yep. though, like the trends were showing that like road dogs cover more often than not in the playoffs. But I mean, I don't like to get cute. I just like to back the team that I think is better. Yeah. Like, if I thought the Rams were going to win through and through, why would I ever be like, man, I want the Rams to win, but hopefully only by three? Like, I, and if they win by three, you fucking die with the three. I mean, you were right about the month. Like, yep. I've been doing that with college basketball lately as well. Like, with, like, some lines look like rat lines. Like, it was Purdue minus or plus two and a half, Illinois on, I believe, it's Monday. And everyone's like, oh, rat line, Illinois is winning and covering easy. But, like, if you think about it, Purdue's the better team. I just backed the better team that I thought would win. They ended up winning in double overtime and covering. Like, I think it's the same notion. Don't need to get cute. I know trends are fun to hop on, so it feels like you're uh, avoiding the FOMO. But, I mean, if you hop on a trend that you don't exactly like the bet and then it misses, you're going to feel like a fucking jackass. Yep. Like I've I'm seeing people talk about taking the Chiefs Bills under. <laughs> Why? I mean, if it hits, good for you, and you feel like a genius. But like, but you just watched a boring, disappointing game. Yeah, you're gonna feel like a fucking idiot though, and it's 24-21 at halftime, and they need ten points in the second half. Yep. Need to get cute. Ah, uh, do you want me to start with the games, or do you want to start? Uh, you can start this week. Respecting the elders, I see. What? Respecting your elders? <laughs> well, last week I went first on the rankings, and you had a better week, so we're going to flip this around this week. Yeah, true, flip the script. I mean, we could rank the final eight teams if we really wanted to, but then that's just kind of picking hairs. Or I don't even know what the fucking... No, uh, we, we ranked them last week, and 
I mean, let's just hop into our picks. I'm excited for picks this week. So do you want to break down each game and like props for that game? Or do you want to just do games and then we can do props? Um, I actually or... like I like that idea. Let's do uh, all the game uh, together. Yeah. Okay. I like that idea better. That that way we're not throwing a bunch of numbers at people. Yeah, you're not hitting the game and then 10 minutes later coming back with some touchdown scores on it. Yeah. So since I went 6-0 and on the money line, my bracket that I gave out last week is still intact which I leaned towards fading with a pick this week. But I feel like that is just kind of like against everything. <clears throat> Ooh, I am as a human being and a man. Damn, Bengals are up to plus four now that I'm looking. So a little changey there. So originally last week, if you saw the bracket, if you listened, I had the Bengals beating the Titans. And then as of two days ago, I had the Titans winning and covering. Now that I'm seeing the Bengals at four, it was at three and a half. I liked them to cover three and a half. I'm just going to go with my bracket. I'm going to say Bengals plus four, Bengals money line, riding the Burrow hype, riding the Chase hype. I know they had some injuries on their uh, uh, defensive line, which is not ideal when you're facing someone like Derrick Henry. But I'm just going to ride the hype. I feel like maybe that week off for Tennessee could have them come out a little bit rusty. And if Cincy can jump out to a quick lead, Tennessee's uh, – I mean, they have come back from leads. I don't want to be like, oh, they can't. Their style of play isn't necessarily – let's put it all on Tannehill. Obviously, they can score quick. They have a lot of offensive weapons. I think they do. The fact that they were able to survive without Henry. What's up? I think the fact they were able to survive without Henry, they uh, kind of proved that they can contend even from behind. But I get what you're saying. They're not built for that. Oh, I just mean like in terms of if they're down 10, if they're down 14, if they're down 17 at half. I mean, they, uh, they'd like to run the ball and control the clock a little bit and like bully you and just wear you down. But if you have to kind of abandon the run, like Derrick Henry is a much better passer than people get or kept like receiver than people give him credit for. But if you have to abandon the run and you're seeing more Jeremy McNichols and Dontrell Hilliard, uh, I'm not as worried for the like facing the Titans. Howie, I'm sorry. I know you'll listen to this. I just have to stick with the original bracket I gave out and I'm trying to justify it in any way possible with Bengals plus four and Bengals money line. Okay. Um, I'm, this is the game I told you before we started recording. Um, the, I'm going against my gut and with my gut at the same time here. But, so I'll just get my, um, my pick out of the way. I've got Tennessee covering here. Okay. The three and a half and the four doesn't really make a difference to me because three and a half is four, except you push if they win by four. Um, but the reason I, so I, I think Cincinnati has a lot of potential to win this game, but something about it, Tennessee played well the entire year, except against bad teams, but they played well. They were able to overcome injuries and everything i feel like they 
Uh, they're the more experienced, better team here. I think they will come out as sad as that. I'll be rooting for Cincinnati unless I end up betting it. But um, <clears throat> I'm going to go, as for the podcast, I'm going to go with uh, Tennessee. Covering the floor? Yeah, because I don't know. Something, something about the game here, I feel like Cincinnati is going to be overmatched by the run game and they have multiple threats they can hit you with in Tennessee. And they're just, they're underrated. I mean, I, I said in the beginning, I had them ranked at like eight or nine or something yeah, uh, in my rankings, but that's because they don't, they don't beat you like the chiefs do. They just consistently score. It's what? It's not like sexy. It's not flashy. You don't yeah, see it's ugly it. wins. Henry does a fucking, Stiff arm. But sticking on this game, I uh, don't – I haven't looked at, like, yard props. I may maybe just do that as we go along. But touchdown scores for this game. Um, so there's some kind of, like, some discrepancies in touchdown score lines between some sports books, uh, especially DraftKings and uh, Barstool, which Barstool is just, like, when we – we get all of our lines from that, except for the fact that there is money being left on the table with touchdown scores uh, between the two. I have three in this game. I don't know how many you have that I wrote down. I have but, two. So I have Jamar Chase. He is plus 140 on DraftKings, and he is sitting at plus 112 on Barstool. So we'll be placing that via DraftKings. Uh, T. Higgins, plus 190. And he's plus 140 on Barstool. So, again, DraftKings thought process on those two is neither of them scored last week. Um, and I think if they're going – if the Bengals are going to put up points and score, they're going to need to do it via the pass, enter their two most talented pass catchers. Uh, if one hits, you make money. That's kind of the thought process. And then the third I have in the game is Tannehill. He is – Underrated as a rusher, and he seems to always find the end zone when he is running the ball well. He's plus 290 on DraftKings, plus 295 on Barstool. So not much of a discrepancy on him, more so as there was on Chase and Higgins. All right. I also have Chase. Like you mentioned, I've seen several different lines on this, but I'm going to go with whatever the highest is come Saturday. And then my other one I have – I do like your Tannehill pick, but I went with A.J. Brown. He is plus 128 on Barstool. He is plus 140 on DraftKings. Okay, so $12.12 essentially if you're uh, putting 100 on it. Um, Those are my two for the game. Like Sam pretty much explained Chase. He didn't score last week. I think if they're going to win, they're going to hit him. He's their star. And A.J. Brown – it's. I didn't want to take Henry at minus two forty coming off coming back from injury because I think they might ease him into it. And AJ Brown is their next weapon. Do you want Do you want Derrick Henry at minus one ninety? <laughs> Probably still not, but that is yeah. a significant <coughs> difference. <coughs> to me, it's worth noting. I'm looking at the passing, receiving, and rushing. Um, one that really sticked out, I mean, or stuck out, fucking English, Jesus. Uh, Jamar Chase, 
It's interesting. 78 and a half is the line. If you think that the Bengals stand a fight, I mean, he might be the guy, but would hate to die on that hill, so I'd just go touchdown. The one that really stuck out to me was Tannehill under 241 and a half passing. I think if they're going to control the game, I don't think he's going to hit 250, 241 and a half to 250 range. I think it'll be more like 220 and lean on his legs, on Henry's legs. So, I mean, that's worth worth a shot. 241 and a half, kind of a little bit of yards there. I see a little bit of value on the under for that. All right. Who will be Saturday night. It is right now sitting at Niners plus five and a half at Green Bay. I was on Niners money line and covering last week. I felt like that might have been a very public dog, but I also thought the Patriots were figured. So especially after Tampa covered, I try not to think like this, but got a little bit like that. I'm like, no way five straight favorite or four straight favorites hit when mostly dogs cover in the playoffs. Made me feel even better about my Niners uh, plus three and a half money line tickets. Uh, if they would have ended up losing and still covering, I could have I could have lived with it. But um, I I got Niners plus five and a half, but Green Bay wins. Um, if it if it was even like fucking three and a half, I'd four. I mean, it's weird line to me. San Fran always has Green Bay's number, especially in the playoffs. I believe Rodgers is zero and three against the Niners in the playoffs. But something just tells me. This Green Bay team is different. They can play a little bit of uh, defense. Injuries for the Niners. Bosa, is he going to play? Fred Warner, is he going to play? Green Bay's coming off a bye. They're getting guys back. Bakhtiari, Jair Alexander, and uh, they're getting healthy. Randall Cobb's back, another weapon. So I do think Green Bay will win, but five and a half for the style of play Sam Fran has, I think they can keep it a little close. Um. I have the same exact pick, actually. I think San Fran will keep it close. They might win. Um, I mean, I wouldn't I, be shocked. Yeah, I've gone back and forth on this one, but I landed on Aaron Rodgers versus Jimmy G. Right. And I think Aaron Rodgers is going to win this on, like, a field goal or some something. And it's, it's going to happen with uh, San Fran going up with like 37 seconds and then Green Bay is going to fucking – I mean, I guess I'm just reciting when they played earlier this year, but I feel like Green Bay is going to give Aaron Rodgers too much time and they're going to either tie it or win it. Or it's just going to be fucking Green Bay's up with eight minutes left and they just run the clock out. I mean, that that'd be just boring though. <laughs> right. That's no fun to predict that. I'm looking at some receiving lines and I'm seeing a lot of value actually in this game, even though I think they're more of a rushing team. I really like the value on a lot of And then obviously if you're taking Debo's yards, I think you have to take uh just like his total yards. You know what I mean? Yeah. He it does be, so much. It might be quite high. But that's just something you should lean total yards because, I mean, if he breaks a rushing touchdown for, like, 70 yards and you, you're sitting with a receiving yards ticket, you're going to be fucking close. But I fucking love Debo. Uh, he's so fun to watch play and all the shit coming out. So not only did the Patriots pick Nikhil Harry over him, 
the fucking video that came out. Yeah. Where he's like, see you in a month, Billy. And then they didn't fucking take him. Yep. He wanted to come to the Patriots. Bill Belichick would have used him so well. I almost sent you that, but I'm glad you ended up seeing it yourself. So, uh, touchdown scores for this game. I wrote down three of them. So, first being Devontae Adams, just quite easy. Uh, it seems kind of like a square pick. It's minus 162 on Barstool, minus 135 on DraftKings. So, obviously, we'll be placing that on DraftKings. Um, another receiver for Green Bay coming back, Randall Cobb, currently plus 255 on Barstool, and it was plus 360 yesterday. So, kind of gross that it moved that much. And plus 230 on DraftKings. So, a little more odds on uh, Barstool there. And then George Kittle. I just feel like the odds of this is way too juicy. Plus 170 on Barstool, plus 175 on uh, DraftKings. So, I mean, only five points off. But one, I mean, getting Kittle closer to two to one than even, I feel like is a steal. That is a, that's very good value there. And I feel like if if they're going to be in the game, it's not just going to be Debo. they got to use their star tight end. And it could be Mitchell. I mean, Green Bay isn't that good against the run. Watch them fucking break out Trey Sermon. They've been saving him for the playoffs. Maybe use check? Uh, okay, so for my touchdowns, I have Adams as well. Um, I think Sam mentioned DraftKings has him at minus 135. Yes, sir. That's still slightly too high for me to take, so you might have to parlay that with a money line or on like a high – I don't know. I I have a hard time betting 135 to win 100. Right. <clears throat> um, but I do like that. I think he is going to – I mean, obviously, he's a very big part of their game plan. And then I got two Niners players here. I got Brandon Ayuk at plus 200. Um, He's plus 250 on DraftKings. Plus 250. He's kind of heating up lately. He's getting targets. He fucking cooked um, uh, Trayvon Diggs a couple times last week. Good to hear. He, uh, I think that that's great value there at plus 250. And it could be a breakout game for him as well. And then a little fun one. Um, I thought this dude might be hurt based on the uh, odds, but Sam just mentioned him. I got Kyle Juszczyk at plus 600. And San Francisco loves those funky plays where they use a fullback or something, and he is a great guy to use for that situation. He's plus 700 on DraftKings. Plus 700. And a little play I just stumbled into – Jawan Jennings. I don't know if you've even heard of him. He's been heating up as of late. Jimmy G has been looking his way, especially on third down. And uh, he's plus 450 to score a touchdown on DraftKings. I mean, if you can get plus 450 when your quarterback's looking to get you the ball when it matters the most, I might have to end up taking my chances. Um, A lot of good value here. I like his over 23 and a half total receiving yards. I mean, that could be one, two, three targets, and you can hit that. Damn. And that could be like two receptions, and one is like a third down conversion. Right. And then Randall Cobb, over 27 and a half. Same notion. 
as the uh, whole touchdown thought process. He's coming back. He has so much, like, I don't know if camaraderie is the right word, but him and Aaron are so used to each other. Familiarity. Yeah. So when it comes down to it, they're, what, third and eight or whatever. Rodgers needs a play. They double Devontae. He hit Cobb on a slant or some shit. Yeah, he's going to go to his trusty second. His little trusty steed. Trusty and veteran. Isn't – I mean, I feel like that's a fair line. I think there's good value there. Okay. Moving towards Sunday. Rams currently plus two and a half against the Bucks. Short and sweet, sticking to my bracket. Rams cover, Rams win. I got the Rams winning as well. Um, I got plus three. I don't know what what changed there, but uh, regardless, I think they're going to win. Their defense seems to be stepping up. Fucking, I mean, they got Jalen Ramsey who can lock down. Well, maybe not lock down, but contain Mike Evans. And then who else do they have? What up? I think he'll lock up Mike Evans. If he can do that, then who else do they have? Because A.B., Godwin are gone. I mean, they got Gronk. They might – I mean, Gronk could play a big part of this game. <laughs> but I think that Tampa Bay is too slim right now in, in depth, and the Rams are going to come out on top here. And I forgot to mention, I wrote this down, Green for the last game, Green Bay team total over 26.5, something that I will be on. But I agree with the whole thing. Uh, Aaron Donald, I mean – Tampa Bay's O-line got banged up. So if their center and right tackle are both hobbling, Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd, they're going to get after it. Uh, you got Jalen Ramsey. I believe Taylor Rapp is going to be back at safety. He'll fly around. I mean, and then you just look offensively. Odell's heating up. Van Jefferson's fine. Um, but Tyler Higby's fine. But then you look, you got fucking Cooper Cup. You got OBJ playing like like how we used to. Yeah. And then you get Cam Akers with fresh legs. And you have fucking Sony Michelle right behind him as a little fucking bowling ball. Like, they have a lot of weapons to beat you. Matthew Stafford, I mean, he finally got his first playoff win. So, I mean, why can't he rip off a few here? I also have, I mean, I, it's been aware I've had a Rams Super Bowl ticket since last February. I'm still kind of sticking to it. I don't know. I feel like this is a game that the Rams can uh, go out and take. Yeah, this is a big, uh, big one for the Rams here. <clears throat> I think they, I think they're better equipped for this game. I hope so. I'm better. Um, I'm beyond. In terms of touchdown scores, though, I have three written down. I have Cam Akers. I will explain myself to why I have. Also, Sony Michelle. So, Cam Akers plus 155 on Barstool. You get better odds there. Sony Michelle is uh, plus 240 on Barstool. A little bit more better odds than DraftKings there. Thought process is neither of them had a touchdown last game. I don't think they definitely only have to go in the air to beat Tampa. I feel like they, if they're going to perform, they can get to the red zone a handful of times. Cam Akers has fresh legs. He can also be a threat in the receiving game. The thought process is take one of them. If they get a rushing touchdown, you're going to make money if one of them hits. And, uh, I mean, there could be an off chance that they both hit. And then the other on the opposite side, Giovanni Bernard, 
This is the biggest discrepancy I've seen so far. He's plus 175 on DraftKings. He's plus 300 on Barstool. Um, same kind of thing. This is only if um, Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones don't play. I mean, if it's looking like Ronald Jones isn't playing, I mean, if Leonard Fournette plays, I still wouldn't mind going Giovanni Bernard uh, because I feel like if the Rams defense steps up and Tampa Bay is trailing, they're going to have to throw a little bit. I mean, I'll take my chances with our receiving back at plus 300. He got a lot of touches last week. I like, I mean, love to see plus 300 odds at uh, someone that could play a big role in their offense. All right. Well, I had, so I had Fournette. <clears throat> I didn't know that he was hurt. He didn't play last week. He was coming off IR and he was activated, but then didn't play last week. I don't know if he's playing this week. Okay, I'm looking into something really quick here. I'm going to add one. I'm going to add Rob Gronkowski as well for uh, Fournette Insurance. <clears throat> He's plus 112. But if Fournette plays, I do like because he gets fed a lot. Um, he's kind of come into his own there. It's a good fit there in Tampa Bay. So I think he could find the end zone. And obviously, I already mentioned Gronk because Mike Evans is going to be locked up or contained de- debate between the two of us, you know. But he's not – I don't think he's going to have a great game. So next target, Gronk or some fucking no-name that Tom Brady signs. But um, And then as for my – I have one for the Rams as well. I got Cam Akers. Pretty much like Sam mentioned, he just came back. He's extremely good. We had a little reminder of that. Um, he's very fucking talented. Probably would have been one of the best backs in the league this year had he not gotten hurt. Just the fact that he's playing is insane. Yeah, so I really like him all playoffs. Maybe look at his yards too because fucking 95 last week. I don't see – they don't have a rushing total on him yet. But keep an eye out if you are wanting to ride with Cam Akers rushing total. It's not out yet, so keep the eyes peeled. But I do like that plus 155 value on it. That's on. And then uh, I like the Rams team total over 23 and a half. I like him to get it done. All right. And then moving to the last game, Chiefs and Bills. Sticking to the bracket, I, I feel like the Bills are going to be the public underdog play. And I'm going to fade that and take the Chiefs. Uh, the Bills beat them earlier this season. Kind of pooped on them a little bit. But the Chiefs had valuable players at valuable positions not playing. They will be playing this time around. I, I like – I'll take the Chiefs and my chances with Mahomes and Andrew Reid and all that. I mean, I wouldn't mind the Chiefs losing. But when it comes down to it, I think the Chiefs will beat Buffalo. I've got the Chiefs winning this as well. Um, they lost a couple months ago. That was a different Chiefs team than we're seeing right now. A lot of people are telling me this is a rat line. I don't see it. <clears throat> I think the Chiefs are uh, – I personally just took them last week to win the Super Bowl. So on the barstool free bet or whatever it's called, the you get, you get reimbursed for every touchdown they score if you hit. So I took the Chiefs in that. I think that they are the best team here in the playoffs. 
because they just scored six touchdowns and what it was was it three dollars per touchdown yes on top so you're already up 18 dollars on top of that i took the packers in that they haven't played yet <laughs> you gotta go with two or higher on the seeds i didn't even fucking think that through it won't matter if the chiefs lose yeah i, I guess pick the team you're gonna you think's gonna win <clears throat> think about it like that i probably would have then taken my chances with the chiefs Hmm, interesting but touchdown scores in this game i wrote down four um for the bills i wrote down Diggs and allen allen on barstool is minus 122 and then on DraftKings, he's plus 150 so huge line discrepancy that's a big and then Diggs, pretty even plus 118 on barstool plus 120 on DraftKings. And then I have Kelsey, who is sitting – can't go wrong taking Kelsey. Minus 127 on uh, Barstool. He is minus 110 on DraftKings. And then, honestly, my favorite one, and he's both plus 300, McCole Hardman. <laughs> could return a punt. Could break a slant for a touchdown. Um, but I feel like if the Bills or the Chiefs are going to win, they're going to have to utilize guys besides Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. I mean, that could lead to Jarek McKinnon, but he just scored last week and have a hard time backing plus odds multiple weeks in a row. But that's why I'm kind of leading more Hardman. But I think there's a lot of good value on a lot of touchdown score lines this week. All right. Um, <clears throat> I got to mention before I say mine, I love Michael Hardman. I've wanted him to break out for like fucking three or four years now. He just hasn't done it yet. I would love to see him uh, play a huge part this week. Uh, as for this week, I got – so I'm going against your system here, Sam. I got two guys who scored last week. Uh, first one I'll go with Dawson Knox, plus 225. Um, usually I'm on your side with these where the defense is going to be focused on him this week, but I think that he is a large part of their game plan, and if – they're focused on digs. He's going to get targets, and he's their big fucking tight end. That's right. Um, I like him. I actually like him a lot. Uh, and then my other one here, this might be my favorite of all of them here. I got Jarek McKinnon plus 155 on Barstool. Uh, 140 yards combined last week. He – has shown that if they're going to go far, he's going to be a big part of the offense, which a lot of people said at the beginning of the season, he's, it's kind of just starting to come true, but he did not have a top fucking 10 year. Like everybody, a lot of people were saying he's going to be the guy. And then he didn't even start over uh Allaire. Are, are you mixing him and Daryl Williams up? I don't think so. Because, I mean, Daryl Williams is like, was like the backup, but Jarek McKinnon is breaking out. Jarek McKinnon's been, he has, he's been supposed to go off, if I said that right, for like fucking three years since he got hurt in San Francisco. He went to San Fran, got hurt, then got hurt again, and then bounced around. I mean, he hasn't done that much for the Chiefs this year. He's got fresh legs. I think he's reminding people how, uh, good that he really is. Or That's what I'm trying to say here. I'm not saying he had a bad year. I'm saying that he's reminding everybody that he, he couldn't be a top back. 
Yeah, okay. I was going to say, that makes more sense. I mean, yeah, he signed that contract with San Fran after being on the Vikings. I was so high on him. I took him second round in fantasy, and he tore his ACL, and he got hurt again. He's kind of been making the track back. Uh, I honestly forgot he was on the Chiefs until I saw him playing last week. Could be a little sneaky play for them. Um, I didn't see – I forgot to mention, I wrote down – uh, OBJ over 46 and a half might be worth a look. Evans under 68 and a half might be a look. Um, I didn't really see any lines in terms of uh, bets that jumped out to me on this Chiefs-Bills game. But let's hit a few parlays, kind of give out the last of our ideas, and then wrap it up. So I'll start with my insane parlay. Plus eleven thousand one hundred seventy-two. <laughs> it's an eight leg. If you can hit, I mean, in theory, this doesn't sound that crazy. <sighs> Green Bay money line and Devonte Adams touchdown. So far, not crazy. Kansas City Chiefs money line, Travis Kelsey touchdown. L.A. Rams plus three and a half. Cam Akers touchdown. Okay. Bengals plus three and a half. Chase touchdown. Okay. That, I mean, those are all entirely possible. The Rams and Bengals could even lose by three and you still cover. Plus 11,172. That's kind of my insano. But if you break that parlay down to Green Bay and Adams, that part uh, that portion's plus one thirty-eight. The Bengals plus three and a half and Chase is plus two seventy. Uh, Kansas City money line and Kelsey touchdown plus two twenty, and then Rams plus three and a half and Acres touchdown plus three hundred. So if you break those all down, in theory it it won't hit. I mean the odds are so fucking long, but wouldn't be shocked. That'd be a hell of a day. Hell I'd of a two days. Happy. I'd be quite happy. <laughs> and I have right. five, five more like smaller things in mind. Okay. Well, I'll go with my um, larger of the two. I have two parlays. One of them. So the first one here, it's nothing crazy like Sam's, but I've got uh, Chiefs money line, Titans money line, Rams plus three and a half and Niners plus seven and a half. Um, This was, I made this at a time where I had the Niners winning. I told you I flipped back and forth. So if you like Packers, maybe take, maybe move that line the other way, take Packers minus two and a half or something. But the odds on that are plus 659. Just a basic idea by a couple points either way. I do have one more, but I'm going to let Sam get some of his out of the way here. Um, it's just in the process, it's like the thought process of my four money lines hitting and my four spreads hitting. Bengals, Packers, Chiefs, Rams, all money line is plus 1290. Bengals, Niners, Rams, Chiefs, all covering plus 1266. Uh, so get, just get those out of the way. So I have uh, Bengals. Is it? I don't know if it's money line or if this is spread. Okay, 
These are money lines. Bengals Packers money line is plus 257. That's a little Saturday money line play. Hit that last week with Bengals and Bills. And then I also hit that on Sunday with Chiefs, Niners, and um, Bucks. And then Rams, Chiefs, money line together, plus 289. Okay. My um, this one is a little bit less odds. This is this is the real alt spread parlay, um, like we always do by a shit ton of points. Make it like a seven leg parlay, but there's only four games in this one, so this one's a little four team parlay plus two twenty seven. I got Chiefs plus seven and a half, Titans plus six and a half, Rams plus seven and a half, Niners plus ten and a half. Okay. And I will t- I will end it with my own alt spread version, not as uh, heavy favorites because mine's a four team plus three twenty five. It's Bengals plus eight and a half, Green Bay money line, Rams plus eight and a half, Chiefs plus three and a half. There we go. Well, fuck. Simple enough. That wraps up the divisional round episode that we have here on episode fifty six. Uh, keep an eye out for us to tweet about this. Uh, with all the picks that we eventually end up taking, uh, I will probably end up taking every single touchdown score I gave out because fuck it. And then I'll take a couple singles in terms of lines, player props, team totals. I've, lo- I've loved team totals as of late. But stay tuned to the Twitter for that. We will tweet those out this weekend, uh, probably on just on Saturday. Well, I guess on Sunday we can tweet them out that day. But, again – Stay uh, stay tuned for the Twitter. We've been tweeting picks every single day that we give them out, which for me, because I have an issue, seems to almost be every day. College basketball. Just so, you know, trying to get the, trying to get on college basketball a little bit more. So giving it a shot. But thank you so much for listening. If you made it this far, a little bit shorter than usual, but short and sweet, only four games to talk, so we broke down more. Um if you want to be rich, take my 11, 000, plus 11,000 parlay. You got anything else you want to speak on? No, I don't. I mean, you're. I would also take throw a little bit of money at that parlay because if it hits, your small amount of money becomes a large amount of money. <laughs> actual, you can make your own version since uh, you like the Titans, I'd say. Take your own version of that. Yeah. You could just do like Titans, Moneyline, and Henry. Uh, I believe it was like plus 8,000. I changed it a little bit. Flipping, but. No, fun to root for. Only yeah. Have a little bit of fun. Fifty-six. Thanks y'all for listening. See you. Catch you next week when we get to the conference championships. We're for sure gonna make you guys money this weekend. Peace out, y'all. Peace. Damn, I got a shit. One sec. Oh. So that's your fucking jeans on, dude. You fucking. <laughs> this dude fucking wears jeans. Says that he worked. Gets off that fucking four. Oh fuck. Let me take off my fucking jeans. There it is. So uncomfortable. <laughs> Make sure you listen to that whole audio. <laughs> and then you can sit down and say that. Again. <coughs> oh, that shit's getting edited out, maybe. But listen to it. <laughs>
Okay, why? Oh. When you when you edit it over, listen to like that that first minute and a half. Okay. And then you sit down and say, "Let me take off my jeans." It'll be funny when when you realize that when you sat down and said that it'll be fucking funny. Okay. <laughs>